I feel like I don't need to speak very much this morning because I feel like the Holy Spirit said it all already. Um, there was so much within the songs that we've been singing this morning and in what Claire said just now especially, that just fit with what I've been thinking about as we look at the subject this morning. So I'm going to summarise a little bit um, what I've put together and I want us to spend a little bit of time um, before the end of this morning in just in some small discussion groups. Nothing too challenging, so don't be too worried. Um, but I do have a little bit of homework for you if you don't get it done this morning. This is the fifth in the series that we've been doing on being different. Um, we've talked about how being born again just makes us different. Um, it sets us apart, um, makes us holy. Um, we've looked at what it means to um, worship a different kind of God and how we are a different kind of people. And this morning is what it means to serve different kinds of service. And I think service, the word, can also be interpreted ministry and often is within the church. But I don't want that to make us think that ministry only happens in the church. Because I think our service and our ministry also happens and probably for the majority of the time, because that's where we spend our time, it happens outside of the church. So what is our Christian service? I've pulled this verse up first because um, I think this sort of says what we're here for. Um, but it also says that we're not made to do good works so that we can be saved. We're saved by grace, but we're here because God has prepared some good things for us to do. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not of, of yourselves, it's the gift of God. I always think that's amazing, that the faith that we have is also a gift. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. When we... Um, I suppose especially with people who are in the services, um, soldiers, sailors, Air Force, um, we describe them particularly as serving their country. And the same phrase is used of people who serve overseas as diplomats or ambassadors. They serve their country. And they're very often serving their country away from home. They might be UK citizens, but the work they do takes them around the world into strange places. And they are there, strangers, visitors, guests. And that's how we're described in the world. The Bible describes us as aliens and strangers in the world. 1 Peter chapter 2. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from its sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good li lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And Paul in Philippians also talks about our citizenship being somewhere else. We are not citizens of the world. We are citizens of heaven. And the writer to the Hebrews also describes how here we do not have an enduring city but we're looking for the city that is to come. We don't belong here as children of God. We are here, and, and we have some service to do while we're here. 
when the Bible talks about that other citizenship, he's, that God is talking about the um, kingly realm, his kingly realm. When we become born again, we automatically become citizens of the kingdom of God. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's one of those concepts that's a bit multidimensional, isn't it? Um, since Jesus came into the world, the kingdom of God is present here. But it's not here in totality, not in all its fullness. John the Baptist and Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God. It's now, but it's not quite all yet. It'll only come in all its fullness when Jesus comes again. But at the same time, we are called to live as citizens of that kingdom. We are people who recognize the presence of God and live by the rules of his kingdom. When an em embassy is established in a foreign country, within the embassy, the rules of the country the embassy is representing apply within those walls. That's why people you know, seek sanctuary in certain embassies because they want to be t um, covered by the rules of that country rather than their, the country that the, the embassy stands in. The walls of the kingdom of heaven are more flexible so that wherever we are, the people of God, the kingdom of God is. Wherever we are in the world, whatever we're doing, there is the kingdom of God. And the rules of his kingdom apply to that citizen of the kingdom. We also, do you realize, I'm sure you know, when you're watching the news or whatever like that, don't we feel a bit of a sense of disappointment when fellow citizens of the UK behave a bit underhand somewhere else? I always think, oh dear, like unruly football fans somewhere else. It always seems to be the football fans, doesn't it? But when they go overseas, they seem to forget that they're guests in that country and they should behave like it. <laughs> or, I don't know, a, a group of tourists out on a jolly in Ibiza or somewhere like that. And it's sort of all cringing, isn't it? You just sort of want to hide yourself and pretend you don't belong to them. It is a little bit like that with the kingdom of God in the sense that when we're in another place, we need to represent and hold up um, as good the things that w the place that we come from. Paul describes these implications in Corinthians. He says, immediately after describing what we've looked at before, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And then he says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That, that is that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against him. That's what our main message is, isn't it? He's committed to us this message of reconciliation. And we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. But it's as if God is making his appeal through us to the people around us. We are Christ's ambassadors, representatives of the kingdom of God. And that's what I've just said is really just by way of an introduction because I think I wanted to put into context this idea of us being um, able to give different kinds of service. M lots of people serve 
many people serve who are not Christians. They, they serve people. They serve society. They do something good um, for other people. But what makes us different as Christians is that our service is in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not just within church. I could have spent this morning going through a nice long list of things that need to be done. Well, then we need some volunteers for CAP and we need some volunteers on the food bank and we need somebody to be here on the welcome team and somebody on the takedown team and it would be nice to have some more people who'd serve with the children. All those sorts of things, they are important and we need people who've got skills who can involve themselves in those sort of things. But that's not the whole story and that's really what I wanted to talk about this morning was is because I think it is... Where we serve the kingdom, a lot of the time, is where we spend most of our time. Claire said this morning, I, you know, following up on that song, I am who you say, God, I am. And that is, we are in places different, doing different things. Uh, in the community, in our workplace, we might be spending all our time being mothers looking after children. Maybe that's where uh, most of our energy is but we can serve the kingdom of God in that place. When I became a nurse, it was very common at that time to, for it to be described as a vocation. I guess it didn't pay very well. <laughs> a calling. And that was whether you thought it was God that was calling you. I, I genuinely felt that that was what God was calling me into, but other people feel they're called into it, not really understanding who God is. Um, but I certainly wouldn't have stayed. I wouldn't have stayed in my job if I hadn't thought God was calling me into it. I'd have <laughs> chosen to do something else quite quickly, I think. Um, and when I finished my midwifery training, which I went on to do, I felt under quite a bit of pressure, even within the church, to consider serving God overseas, because that's what you did if you were a healthcare worker of some description. You, oh well, you're bound to be a missionary. <laughs> so I did think long and hard about that, and came to the conclusion that I just really didn't want to do that. And um, I felt very guilty for quite a long time because I did not go overseas with the skills that I had. And I think that can be quite an issue for people who, particularly with certain um, tasks, feel that maybe they should offer themselves in full-time Christian service. But actually, aren't we all full-time Christians? It's... You know, it's not necessary to go into a particular work to still be a full-time Christian. I very strongly believe that God is able to work through us whatever we do and whatever we choose to do. He might have quite an impact on what we choose to do, but it might be that you choose to do something because you really like that and, and think God uses what we enjoy doing. He, in he uses our natural abilities and he calls us to serve him.